Hello everyone and welcome to the 37th Youssef uh, Shaheen podcast. Uh, if you've been listening, you'll know that Richard and I have been expanding our horizons and we've been seeing other uh, Egyptian films that are a context to Shaheen's work. And this week we decided to explore kind of a little bit further uh, and we will be looking at a Lebanese uh, film uh, from 1975 uh, called uh, Beirut O Beirut, uh, directed by uh, Maroon Marwan Baghdadi. Um, and it's his first film. Uh, and it's the first film that he did as a 25-year-old, and which I find completely amazing. What is your view, Richard? Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was an incredible film. Really, really. Yeah, I kind of, don't, to an extent, don't really know what was happening, but I, but it was <laughs> great. You know, just a fascinating film. And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Say. It's got subtitles. It's got some of the most, I don't know, lyrical or moving shots. Uh, that I've seen, you know, in cinema, really, or certainly recently. Um, I'm not quite sure why those shots moved me so, but, you know, maybe this is something that uh, we'll explore uh, in a little bit. Do you want to set the context for the film? Or a, a brief a general outline of the story? <laughs> general outline of the story, if I can. So, so basically, it's, uh, so it's, we're in Beirut, hence the name. It's a, a group, really, it's a group of, Four, well, they're not a group. It's four young people from different backgrounds, different religions. Um, so there's, you know, there, there's a, a young man and a woman who are having some kind of love affair, but she's also attracted to another man. One man's a Christian, one man's a Muslim. There's a guy who works. Well, the, so this first Christian guy is a teacher. There's another guy who works in the school, kind of as a as a, as a caretaker. Um, and the, it's really just about these four young people, just kind of kind of going about their their lives and just doing stuff but this is against the background of you know beirut right on right on the cusp of what was about to turn into you know the civil oh, war that started in 75 and would last for yes. 15 years so there's these tensions are going on in the background and tensions between the four of them because of their different mm. backgrounds but it's all in the background it's that's all off screen really but you just you well, know that this is what's going it's on simmering on screen Right. Um, because, you know, I think the class factions and the the uh, religious factions, there's not necessarily a problem between our main protagonists, but actually there are problems around them. So, you know, the brother of the school teacher is a real fascist and belongs to a fascist group and carries yeah. a gun. Right. Uh, the lawyer lives in a building where they're all being evicted because you know, of corruption, and there's a big American company wanting to come in and kick them all out. Um, and there's money to be made by everyone except the people who live in the building who are going to be rendered homeless. So there are all these political issues. There there are agrarian guerrillas being formed in rural areas, right? You know, so um, I'm not too clear on the politics that led to you, the Lebanese Civil War. I, I mean, essentially, I, I was looking, reading up on it after watching the film, and, and it's a huge, you know, it's a hugely complex situation um, with, uh, you know, uh, Christians and, and Sunni Muslims and Shia Muslims and, and Druze militia, and sort of whole whole bunch of different factions being aided by different 
international factions. So Israel was involved, Syria was involved, assisting different groups, and the groups, the alliances between the groups kept shifting. And, and it was yeah, just this hugely awful, complicated situation. So, the, which I think is kind of reflected in the in the film and in the confusion of the mm. film. I don't know. I'm not sure I found it confusing. I mean, um, I mean, I, I loved it. Partly because, like you said at the beginning, you know, these are people who are, who are trying to get on with their lives. So, you know, one of them is a school teacher and he loves classical music and he's always listening to opera. And, you know, he's got this relationship with the priests he works with because he works at a religious at a, you know, so at a school for Christian boys. Um, so um, and, you know, he he's in love with this woman but really can't be with her because he thinks he can't give her the life she wants which is one of outings and culture and sociability um it's the triangle because you know the 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 other fella is a lawyer uh a working class lawyer of a lawyer of working class yeah background who is very politically involved it's not quite clear with whom. Yeah, I mean, you suspect it's the more left-wing groups, but, you know, I mean, I don't know that uh, for a fact. And both men also have a relationship with the working-class cleaner in the Christian boys' school uh, who had to leave his farm when his father died in order to support the family and whom the middle-class students treat with real disdain and violence yeah there's a real class yeah and you and you assume that's either a class or possibly a religious thing or mm. possibly both um but yeah i found it found it fascinating the and the um so the muslim lawyer is played by an egyptian actor who was in several of shaheen films so there is a we we can make oh, a there. He was, I, so I he was in, he was in that actually yeah he was in he was in the land he was in uh one day the nile or people of the Nile. I'm not sure which version. Uh, and he, he was in a couple of others too that I think we haven't seen. But yeah, he so he he's he was was in was in many of those films. Mm. So, uh, and the you know the other interesting thing to compare here, this was 1975, as was Al Karnak, which we yes. saw last week was 1975, also a first film, both about you know places and times of three revolution. three spaces. Yeah, and three you know, young people meeting at a yes. cafe, and you know, so a lot of similarities between the the, the kind of um, general premise of the films, but hugely, hugely different mm. in execution and and in yeah. quality. Let's say the um, cafes in Lebanon seem much more segregated than the cafes that we saw in Al Karnak, uh, and also they're really segregated along class lines. So, you know, the working men's cafes are really working men. And then the middle class fancy ones have women. With the view yeah. over the bay and everything, which is interesting because the, 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 the lawyer kind of moves between the two cafes, doesn't he? He sort of, so he goes to the working, working men's cafe to, to meet the that, 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 group, that political group. <laughs> Yeah, and then he, yeah, then he goes to the middle class cafe to yes. meet his girlfriend, and he's a regular in both, and he's kind of able to slip between those two. So worlds. you get a sense he's not as much a regular as uh, you might suspect, because there's a line of dialogue where he claims that the woman is too good for him. Yeah, that you know she's of a different class. Yeah, 
kind of, you know, she's Europeanized and her mother lives in Paris or something and has a shop. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I thought the, the, I mean, the, the editing of this film was amazing. And it, and it was just very sort of, I mean, it reminded me of, of a bit of, of um, kind of Goddard, I think, in terms of those sort of, um, I was trying to remember which film it was. I think possibly Masculine and Feminine, where it's just two people arguing in a flat yeah, for ages, and edited in a very non-linear way. And it, it reminded me of that kind uh, of approach. I, I mean, I can see that a little bit, but not, I can't really see that. I mean, um, to me, what I found beautiful is that it's largely a silent film. Yeah. So a lot of the meaning is conveyed through rhythm. Yeah. So I through the rhythms of the editing, but also through this montage of shots, you know, which are linear. Yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of shot reverse shot. It's not fancy, uh, uh, but which really kind of revolve around looks and also the particular background music, because I thought that was fascinating. So, you know, the, the music is a combination of period rock and roll. I mean, I recognized, you know, some um, Rolling Stone songs, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Killing Me Softly Killing was, me played softly was playing. Um, yeah. And then there was French chanson, uh, Arab popular song that reminded me a little bit of Spanish flamenco. And then lots and lots of classical music, both instrumental and opera. Yeah. You heard Maria yeah, Callas yeah. in various areas, actually. You know, so kind of the combination of the editing and the rhythm and the look, you know, create both a mood and a kind of a mystery. Yeah. Kind of. Mm. This is it. It's just, this is sort of, you're not, you don't quite, you're not quite taken into what's going on because as you said, there are so many scenes that are silent and, and that, that's where, where, you know, that you, you don't hear the dialogue, there's just music. Um, and so you're not, quite sure what's happening and why and then there are scenes where there are these kind of silent montages and everything there's one bit where i guess the, this it's the scene in the apartment between the the the, the, the christian guy and, and and the woman which i guess time is passing because their their costumes yeah. keep changing and in between it comes to these kind of silent montages of the the streets after there's been a riot and you just see a, there's a bunch of close-ups of, of, of mm. padlocks of, of all the um, the shops that are padlocked and then after a while you start to see the shutters opening and this kind of thing and uh, yeah I just thought yeah it was really absolutely it's fascinating. a film that is now tinged with a real nostalgia right because so I was trying to think why am I finding these shots so moving and my answer is because probably none of these buildings are there right I, I went I went to this uh, fantastic exhibition at uh, the Tate Modern had a cartographic exposition of Lebanon a few years ago. Uh, and of course, you know, the whole city had been destroyed, right, in the Civil War, right? Yeah, so, so it was almost like an archaeological cartograph showing what had been there that no longer, what had been replaced with, and what replaced that, right? <laughs> and, and then last year. last year, obviously, a huge, huge swathe of it was destroyed again in, in that yeah. time explosion which I was, I, I, I was trying to because i mean that was about six months ago and, and uh, you know, clearly the after effects of that is still terrible uh but you see nothing about that in the british no media. Um, no the british media is particularly insular at this moment um but you know i, I was very moved by the beauty of the landscape the sea the sun 
you know, those those buildings and those cafes and, you know, um, they're beautiful shots of um, the woman who, whom I don't know, who uh, must be Mireille Malouf. Uh, she's the only name that crops up in, in, in the credits on IMDb uh, of her looking out the window of this, you know, immensely elegant but faded apartment building, you know, with huge windows and then kind of, you know, with that uh, Arabic geometric design, yeah, um, but with a flower in it, I think, or, or, or at least curving, so as to give the impression of a flower. Um, so, so you know, these, yeah. So there, there's all these places are tinged with nostalgia, you know, for something. Yeah, and it's 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 a nostalgia for a, you know, a city and a and a and a, and a world and a way of life that I guess almost had started to vanish before the film was released because it was edit, it was filmed i guess you know 73 74 then it was being edited while the civil war was yes. starting um, then... so it, which which did make me wonder whether some of those scenes where um the um where where, where you don't hear the dialogue it may well have been because he was editing it after the sure. war had started that they weren't able to do post-sync dialogue or something Perhaps. like that i don't, I don't I know mean... But it, but it worked. It worked really. It works very well. Yeah, I mean, um, you get a sense of a country in transition. So actually, very much like the Iranian films that we saw, or the Egyptian films that we saw in this period, or actually what I remember as the Spain of my youth. You know, you still have people kind of working with mules and donkeys and horses. You know, and. Uh, 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 you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, um, tilling the soil, uh, you know, by hand, yeah, kind of. Um, and on the other hand, you have Beirut and cafes, and you know, the table is set beautifully, and you have modern cars, and right. You have modern, and, and you have nightclubs playing the Rolling Stones and Roberta right. Flack and things like that, which, which, yeah. you know. It's it's the mid seventies, and it is the you know it's it's like you expect the mid seventies to look yeah. right. So um, so there's that so, contrast yeah, between the rural areas and the city. Um, you get the sense of you know what are those problems or that mistreatment, you know why are all of these peasants gathering together to fight? Yeah, there's clearly an issue that must have been legible to the original audience for the film that isn't understandable to me. Well, part part of the background I think is that the the government at that point was dominated by by the Christians, and but the majority of the population were right. Muslim. So, uh, so presumably, you know, the I guess the you know the boys in the school who were mistreating the the workers in the school were kind of of the ruling yes. class, and you know, so that that I guess is is part of the tension. Yes, but that doesn't answer my question. Which so you know when the cleaner goes back. To his farm and he writes this letter saying oh, it's wonderful i see all my friends you know yeah i have this wonderful social life and i'm planting beans and you know and so on and so forth yeah but then he's got to get a gun out and he says we now have 24 men in our band and we gather together with other villages or you know uh, or the other day they came and killed one of our friends i mean why what was at stake is it land disputes against big landholders i mean that is not clear to me you know kind of no, no. There's to me there's all sorts of enigmas in this film. I mean, there's the whole sequence with the there's an old old man and a, a 
and the kind of clown type the figure. Clown type so figure is just a big no. That was a mistake, no matter what the reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was really odd. It was this kind of was clearly quite yeah. important, and um, it was a bit like King Lear, you know, oh with um, where he's the old guy traveling with the. I think that was an aesthetic mistake. I felt like a little bit like you know that moment where the mime comes in. <laughs> it had that element. <laughs> but then there's the. Which is the she which is the Shaheen film that has the um the old and guy the clown and the, as and well. The, yeah, the but clown. I like yeah. that. So I maybe like it's that a from Shaheen. But yeah. this seemed particularly poorly done. Like, you know, the the actor <laughs> who was who's meant to play like I don't know, this kind of how how do you call that Italian commedia dell'arte figure, right? Uh, you know, the the person who's dumb and can't speak and but clowns and hops. Yeah, yeah. You know, but my God, it's like he just couldn't do it. It was like, you know, he got some amateur to move around. <laughs> Maybe he was a university, university yes. director. He was like, yes, I can do that. I, I can, can do, do the mind <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was, that was one of the few yeah. wrong notes in the film. The old man, I didn't yeah, mind yeah. because, you know, the old man is at the beginning and at the end. And obviously he has a portent that this is going to happen. And then it does happen. So he's seen as, I don't know, a figure of wisdom and, you know, uh, uh, someone who knows but who's been relegated to the street and the margins. Um, the uh, clown mime dancer. <laughs> Triple threat. <laughs> I'm less sure of him. <laughs> Well, hopefully one of our listeners can explain to us the significance yes. of that figure in Arab culture. Um, um, oh, the other thing I really liked, and, and again, it's interesting to compare it to Al-Karnak, because, I mean, Al-Karnak kind of used, um, you know, real real footage of the war, and it just didn't work. Whereas here, they don't use actual footage of the war, but there are sequences where they, where he uses still photographs very very effectively, yes. I think, where there's been, a, yeah, there's been a riot, and you just get this montage of, 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 of like black and white still photographs of, for instance, of a, of a plane bombing in, in, at, at the airport yes. or a riot in the town square and so on. And I, I just thought that was incredibly yes. effective. And then it keeps cutting between that and the, the characters just having their sort of morose, moping around arguments about yeah, their well, lives. Though I think they're also highly symbolic, right? So, so the young man who's a scholar, I think on the one hand, you know, you're probably meant to uh, read him or understand him you know, as the ineffectual intellectual, yeah, the person so caught up with feeling and so paralyzed by history that he can't act. Uh, on the other hand, you do get a sense of a texture of this man's life, yeah, you know, that he's taking care of his father, yeah, that he's kind of partly wants to be in the house, but that also that he's bounded by the house, yeah, you know, that he's got obligations. Um, you get moments where the brother, um, who's a fascist, takes out the gun at a dinner table against the father, and uh, you get a sense of chaos, of things falling over. That is so unheard of, you know, in Mediterranean yeah, cause, cause it, Yeah, and it's fascinating, because none, none of this is really... Uh, there's so much that isn't really explained. So that he, you know, you you first meet this young couple, and then, and then the, the girl goes off to dinner with another guy. He's then having dinner with his father. But then there's these... Two old other, other older people who I guess are his grandparents, um, with, who, who seem to have dementia, who he's also looking after. But it's not so you, you just have to kind of 
piece together what's going on in yes, this household. I mean, it's very, I mean it's, these are things that I'm sure would be very legible to the audience of the time, but are not necessarily uh, to us. Yet there's that beautiful moment where the father says, you know, I've not been an ambitious man, you know, uh, you know, but I've been a good man. I've never done any harm, you know, and, you know, all I could give you was an education, but that was my dream to be able to give you an education. That all is very moving. And again, you're thinking of, you know, um, that this is meant to symbolize something or, you know, a sector of the population or a social formation. All these people who really become the big losers in the, yeah, in a war they don't want or, you know, would prefer not to have, yeah. I, I also thought it was kind of, it has an air of a world about to be lost, yeah. So the shot that I found so beautiful, it's just like, it's a slow, slow, slow zoom into the cafe, yeah. And the cafe is jutting onto the sea and you see the palms and the sailboats and the ocean, you know, and it moves in very slowly to, 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 to allow you to see all of that, right? Because you assume that two or three years later, the only thing that will be left will be the raw elements, right? Like, uh, yeah, uh, you'll yeah, still yeah. have to see, <laughs> but, uh, and you'll still have that sunset or a sunset like it, you know, but anything man-made in between will probably be ob obliterated. And with that, a whole way of life. So, and it does that again. It has a kind of a similar, you know, uh, shot. That is a stylistic device in the film. So let's think about this for a moment. So I would say, if you were to characterize the stylistic elements, I would say, we talked about the, the, the editing. Uh, so you have like clusters of montages, yeah, with dialogue around them, uh, but sparse. Uh, you have a very heavy use of music, which must have been used illegally. I can't imagine they got rights, you know, for the Rolling Stones yeah. and Maria Callas, yeah. but maybe they did. But anyway, that's a characteristic, yeah. A very uh, cosmopolitan, high cultural, uh, well, mixed cultural, yeah, but with a lot of high culture in it and diverse uh, types of music, you know. And then, um, a lot of night shooting. Yeah, the film is dark, I would say. Um, and uh, um, and the zoom, yeah? That, that zoom shot. Uh, very elegantly. And so, so, you know, if we're comparing it to Al Karnak, where you think, oh, that guy really doesn't know how to use a camera, or, you know, yeah, like, I mean, you know, he's not making big errors, but he's not being expressive with, with it. Well, actually, in this one, you think it's very beautiful and it's very expressive and it's, you know, yeah, kind of, uh, uh, it's, com it's, it's by someone who knows about movies. Yeah, and, and who's got an appreciation for the visuals of them. As a first film, there's no comparison at all between this and Al Karnak. And uh, Al Karnak, the guy had already actually been assistant director on a few films, whereas, you know, this guy was in his yes. 20s. So um, it's, uh... would, you, would you add anything? What else do you think is characteristic? No, I think you've got it. I thought you, it, I mean, it, it was a reasonably good print, and I think the use of color was was interesting. Um, but yeah, I, th I think you're right. You know, the, the editing and the music were, were to me the main things. And, and actually, yeah, it was really the editing that really, um, I, 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 I just found very, very interesting. It's very interesting because it really creates rhythms, 
with it. Yeah, so the combination of the camera moving or not moving or, you know, close-ups looking one direction or another direction, yeah, the length of the shots, it creates a rhythm, yeah, and it's a very kind of sad and mournful and elegiac one, yeah, like, uh, uh, you know, this is all about people who are not only not going to get what they want, yeah, but who will either die at the end of the film or have their lives put in very considerable risks immediately after the film, yeah? Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. This is it, because you know that, you, because you know when the film was being edited, although not when it was being shot, they knew what was going to happen or what had happened. And so you kind of know what's going to happen to, well, you don't know what's going to happen to these characters after the film, but you know it's not yeah. going to be good. And th this way of life is not going to yeah. continue. And that, that, you know, they're going to be in this awful situation for, you know, at least 15 mm. years. So. I want to just, you know, certainly before we leave, to talk a little bit about that, because it's a camera that lingers on faces. So when the janitor goes back to his farm in the rural areas, he sees his mother and his, or his grandmother or his aunt. So yeah, he goes to the house where he used to live and there's these old ladies, you know, in front you know, the way that they're dressed, what they're doing. You're just sitting in front of the hut. Um, I mean, you get the, the, the feeling that that shot could have been made in the last 700 years or something. That probably not much had changed, yeah, in that time, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, there's, they still have animals, yeah, kind of. Uh, the houses are very small, really peasant huts, yeah, kind of. Uh, uh, so, so the film has that. Then it has the young modern woman whose mother lives in Paris. Yeah, who's very educated. They're clearly the people who know French and who talk in French and who can listen to that French ch chanson, chanson in the expensive cocktail bars, right? Yeah, so, so actually you do get quite an array of social groups represented, yeah? Um, you know, including the solicitors with the office who are catering to the Americans, yeah? Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, um, the owner of the flats who owns the flats but is still too poor, yeah, to, yeah, to give them a settlement and they all agree that he's poor. I mean, I think those kinds of gradations of social classes that the film delineates are very fascinating. Very interesting, and I wonder if um, there's there's probably stuff going on with, with the language yes. they're speaking, um, which obviously we weren't aware of, but the you know, dialect, and, dialect and language was probably different between those groups of characters, I would, yes. I would guess. Um, anyway, I think, uh, you know, it's a film that I would love to read more about. I've actually done an internet search. I could find nothing beyond the paragraph. Uh, I Exactly. I found very little about it. I, the So... Um, the, the director, I mean, what, in one of the things is, yeah, so the director, Maroon, Maroon Baghdadi, um, he, yeah, he, he carried on working. He ended up moving to France um, as a result of the war. But then, and, and made a few, this, so another of his films is on Netflix. So obviously, we'll have to watch that as well. Um, but he, um, he then died aged 43 in very... Mysterious circumstances. Murky, let's say, circumstances. So he, he was living in France with his family. He went back to... Beirut to prepare a film and died in the Wikipedia in the says, shaft of his lift alleg allegedly after an accidental fall down an elevator yeah. shaft and it, yeah you think okay yeah you know, that's, that's 
Yeah. yeah. If they say you have died by falling into an uh, an elevator shaft or a lift shaft, it does raise questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, fa- fascinating film, and 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 you know, and it's on Netflix. I mean, it's part of a. This wasn't one of the ones that was added when they added the Shaheen films. They added a whole bunch of, uh, I think, a bunch of Lebanese films. Um, about a few months ago, of which this is one, so I think we're going to have to investigate. Yes. Well, <laughs> um, it's certainly it's, something, um, you know, if you are listening, uh, and if you have more information on this, or if you could point us to more information on this, yeah, please get in touch. We'd really welcome uh, your, your input. Yeah, yeah. And and this is one. It's one of the yeah one of the great things about Netflix is they're adding this kind of thing. But one of the annoying things is you know they add this kind of thing with no context. So you know if something goes on movie, there'll be some context about you know this is what it is. You know, I mean Netflix for instance have added, added you know tens and tens of um, Swedish films going from like 1920 to 19 to the present day, and you have no idea. So some of these will be great, and some of these will just be nonsense you know um but you have no you you have to kind of hunt around well, on yeah. netflix and then, and then hunt somewhere else but, but it's fun movie <laughs> is curated and netflix is not yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh you can't uh criticize them for not doing what they they don't see as their job or what they sell um but for us it's very fascinating um and uh, the shot that i've been describing is i see is the poster uh, for the film, so we will reproduce it uh, in the blog, uh, and um, keep. So if you if you see this, uh, uh, if you listen to the podcast, do um, click back on the post. You know, a couple of weeks later, yeah. If you continue to be interested, because what we tend to do is as we find articles and materials, we kind of put them on for you. Uh, so uh, so it, it is very possible and likely, you know, that uh, if uh, the podcast and the film has interested you, you might find supplemental materials in the mm. post itself. <laughs> yeah. And, and the great thing is, this is unlike quite a few of the films we've talked about recently, this is a film that you see. can all yeah. easily see, assuming you've got yes. a Netflix account. And we, and we highly <laughs> recommend it. Yeah, it's really good. Really Any good. last word you want to add? The other thing I was going to say, which I'll, I'll send you a link, because when I was searching for information about this film, which, as you say, there isn't much, I found a, a YouTube video called Beirut o Beirut, which I kind of thought well, might be a copy of the film. But actually, it's a video made by somebody of Beirut in the uh-huh. last few months about what it looks like now. Um, and I, So I'll, I'll send you a link to that. And I don't know whether it's called Beirut o Beirut, because perhaps that's a that's a, a, a song or it's a poem and this is where the title mm. comes from but but um but yeah i, I have to say i haven't actually watched that video <laughs> yet, but it, it's, it's an hour of hour and 40 minutes of footage beirut. of beirut now but. thank you very much for listening we are the yousef shaheen podcast uh and we are now on spotify and itunes and soundcloud and if you care to hear you shouldn't have any trouble finding it <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye good night yeah.